0: From hot air to the power of steam, now nothing stands in the way of progress on the open road. I think I'd better tell you a story about another creature
1: who's a lot like you.
2: You mean perfect? Hot, ripped, and buffed.
0: Here in Florida, we have something special, a blessing of sign. There's enough land here to hold all the ideas and plans we could possibly imagine. W Radio, you're in. And welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 410 for the week of June 29th, 2015. I'm here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this podcast, videos, blog, live broadcasts, special events, books, tours, and more. Whether you're planning your first trip or you love digging down into the secrets, history, details, and more. There's something here for you. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes and find everything else at www.radio.com. This week, I invite you to travel with us into Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom and a vista into the world of wondrous ideas, signifying man's achievements. A step into the future with predictions of constructive things to come as we virtually explore this futuristic city and share our top 10 things we love about Tomorrowland. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show as I'll have more information about upcoming Meets of the Month and on the road in Texas this summer as well as more of your voicemails. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. Like Walt Disney, I am very much an optimist, and and I believe in a positive view of the future. I think that kind of sounds like Whitney Houston, but I do really believe the children are the future too. But it's really no surprise then that Tomorrowland is one of my favorite lands in the Magic Kingdom, definitely within my top seven. And it has been since the early days of the white pylons and the very few futuristic attractions or attractions at all for that matter, but from if you had wings, to flight to the moon, to, again, there wasn't there a lot there very early on, but I always loved the theming and that, that sort of Star Trek-like vision of a future that was just a little bit better and maybe even a little brighter than the time that we we're living in. And Walt Disney himself wasn't just a futurist, but he was an optimist, and so am I. And so to coincide with the release of the Tomorrowland movie and my Tomorrowland audio tour, which has only been six years in the making, I thought it would be an appropriate time to step into this world of tomorrow and take a look at our top 10-ish things we love about Tomorrowland. And joining me this week is a man who loves the Leonard Burden star orchestra, misses all nine eyes, believes that once you have taken a dream flight, you'll know it's the most wonderful flight of your life and that the best way to learn about the world is through a stereoscope. He is, of course, Mr. I use that loosely, Tim Foster from Celebrations Magazine. Welcome to the future, my friend.
2: Why, thank you and congratulations, Lou, on setting a record for stealing four of my ideas (laughs) in your opening (laughs) soliloquy, right out of the gate. Good night, folks. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I actually, you know, as long as we're talking about Tomorrowland, the audio tour, uh, Uh, I should thank you. As long as I'm going to segue into Tomorrowland, (coughs) the audio tour, uh, I need to thank you, Mr. Timmy Foster, because once again, you knock it out of the park by doing an amazing job on the cover and interior artwork and logos for that, and I think all the audio tours, except maybe one or two? So thank you. Beautiful stuff. The, the,
2: the, the, The when you look at the collection, the re- the two really nice looking ones, those weren't mine.
0: Those were. <laughs> you are a uh, you're a talented man. You may not do very well on top tens, but stick no. to your day job because I'll
2: you- stick to the day <laughs> job. I'm good. I'm good, but I'm not cheap, as you know.
0: So you know, <laughs> you I think you have a, a vague idea of exactly where Tomorrowland is in Magic Kingdom. Yeah. I
2: thought it was in Epcot. Of course,
0: it's yeah, it's Seriously? near the big ball. So uh, here's a question yeah. for you though: Have you yeah. been to Tomorrowland, Tomorrowland at... at all
2: in my life? Um... Yes. Okay, oh, ahead. What, what no. Have your... you been to
0: Tomorrowland <laughs> at Disneyland?
2: Uh, yes.
0: Uh, do you have a preference? One, and, and it's not a competition because I think they both have things that make them individually and collectively awesome. But do you, when you think of Tomorrowland, is it you think of Walt Disney World? you think of Disneyland? Is there one that you sort of like more than the other?
2: Well, I bought Disney World. I've, I've, admittedly, been to Disneyland once, and I, my memory of Tomorrowland was eating a hot dog and watching the monorail. <laughs> no, and getting a really crummy score on Buzz Lightyear because it's totally different than all the cheating that I'm used to being able to do in Florida. So that kind of, maybe that soured it for me.
0: So you you'd like it less because you can't cheat.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> I like it more. Actually, I I, I think we. Uh, that was probably our first stop, actually, in uh, Disneyland. We were, at, we were out for D23 several years back, which you might remember. Yeah. So I probably breezed through it and didn't really give it as much uh, attention as I would like to. So I, probably on the list of things. First things I would see if uh, I were to go back. So I can't I can't make the call. I, I got to say incomplete. I Dude,
0: I have- like Jack said to Kate in Lost, we have to go back me and you like a little like it's like a like a like a little buddy comedy we'll do like a buddy comedy and go okay. out to disneyland together
2: jack and wasn't that titanic
0: <laughs> i'm no, sorry mind.
2: <laughs> wait, wait, we went on the finding nemo wait that's in D- tomorrowland right
0: <laughs> you're making my brain hurt i will say though <laughs> i will say then look I'm a, I'm a walt disney world guy but i love me some disneyland and i will tell you man I think that the Disneyland version of Space Mountain, dare I say, better than Walt Disney World. Really? Yeah. I well, think that I'm... we have a better post-show area. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I dig sort of the um, the moving walkway and the little vignettes and all the cool uh, sort of post, um, you know, being sort of a, in, a, in a futuristic sort of spaceport kind of uh, idea. But the actual on-ride itself and the speakers and the soundtrack and Ghost Galaxy, I, I love me some uh, Disneyland Space Mountain.
2: Wow. Well, then that's on our buddy list then. It's,
0: oh, we can – awesome. Just just hold my it's hand awesome. through the upside down. And then part. when we're done, we go get chimichangas and the chili lime corn by the Matterhorn and then hop on the Matterhorn too. Ooh. Oh, it's awesome. I will bring you – I will take you on a culinary adventure that you have never seen. But look, we are here to talk about <laughs> – wait, oh, wait,
2: wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Wait. Uh, what was that? Five, four minutes. I was keeping a, a track of food, food mentioned.
0: Yeah, it didn't take very long.
2: No, he didn't. It didn't five. I think he had five minutes.
0: Um, so you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. I uh, I love. I, I said it at the beginning, I really do love Tomorrowland, and I love Tomorrowland at night. Like oh, yes. I, oh. oh, wait, I forget that. I'm, well, I'm gonna make take that one. another one off. My list. <laughs> I'm gonna make that one of my our top tens. But there's a lot of things I really miss about Tomorrowland. You know, deep down, man, I'm a, you know you know I'm a fan first. I'm a nostalgic, but I really do miss if you had wings and flight to the moon and uh Wait, are we big...
2: starting or are you i'm just waxing i'm just
0: sort of waxing what so the
2: wax on your own time this is a <laughs> this is a fan
0: well this is sort of like a, a top 10 the things new. i top 10 things i miss about tomorrowland is maybe a different one so all right before i steal more of yours because clearly you are woefully un- well you might as
2: well <laughs> just keep talking because my list is gone now so I got um,
0: all right, I'll, I'll just I'll start off by asking you this, and the, and mm. then <laughs> see where it goes, and then you can what start were with you f- thinking? what um what do you miss most about Tomorrowland?
2: <clears throat> I miss, and it's sort of one of my things, which I'll get to. Um, uh, the uh, previous uh, Tomorrowland Transit Authority narration preceding the current one, which I'll get into why later.
0: No problem. Well, please begin. And, um, Begin our an list an alien of... Alien
2: encounter. I miss Alien.
0: Okay. You actually went on... Like, you didn't actually do Chicken Exit for that? Because that's no, so I not in your that. wheelhouse.
2: I loved I know, and I, I loved it. Uh, you are, a, you did, are a conundrum wrapped
0: in an, an, enigma, a, 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 an enigma wrapped in a conundrum because you... I am, but you, I, you know... The, at, you take the at, Chicken Exit for every other attraction, yet you liked the most ho- horrifying attraction in Walt Disney World history.
2: I, I've taken the Chicken Exit in Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. <laughs> Because they wanted me to dance, there's no way. <laughs> so I snuck out of there. I, I will say, it's historic, and I'm, I'm just waxing here. This isn't one of my things. I, the very first time I was in Walt Disney World as a wee young bab in its first year, one of the few things I remember, aside from thinking we had to climb out of the haunted mansion, literally on a tree, which I think I've said that before. But I remember being on a flight to the moon, and it's one of the few things I remember. Um, uh, so, So there you go. And I thought it was the coolest thing in the world.
0: All right. That's all. Well, then please begin your list about the things that you love, the things that get you excited about Tomorrowland, the thing that really sort of gets little Timmy Foster happy.
2: Well, let me see. You know, these are all I think mine mostly are going to revolve around the historic nostalgic bent. But uh, I'm going to start with one this is kind of a two-for-one. And these are little things. And really, this is speaking to – I love the, the detail that you can find throughout all of Tomorrowland. Now, granted, we can say that about anywhere in Walt Disney World. But um, in Tomorrowland, it holds true just as much as it does everywhere else. And I, I'm not going to go – I'm going to – unlike you, who would probably rattle off 37 things right now to illustrate your point. I'm just going to pick two things that I think are really, really cool. One most people know about, I'm sure. The other, I'm not so sure many people know about it. And they're historic references to uh, the yesterday of Tomorrowland, stuff you can find all throughout the parks, references to old attractions, to significant dates and whatnot. And the first one, which I think, again, I'm sure most people are familiar with, but um, On Space Mountain, or onto the Tomorrowland Transit Authority, to be more specific, as you go through Space Mountain, um, you'll see a sign for Starport 75, which, as we all know, is a reference to the year 1975 when Space Mountain opened. And it's little tributes like that, which if, you, if you're if you a first-time visitor, someone who's not into the history of the detail, you might not pick up on that. But even if itself, it's a cool, put you in the moment, put you in the uh, location, the time of being in the future of Tomorrowland, but it has meaning behind it to those in the know. Um, And Again, that was the one most people know about. The one I kind of discovered not too long ago, I'm not sure most people know about this one, is in Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin, which uh, at the exit area, if you look closely in the murals on the wall, you can see a little tiny stitch escaping on his spaceship, um, presumably from... Your favorite attraction, Lou Angelus Stitch's Great Escape, across the way, which I know is on your list, so I'm not going to steal that one <laughs> from you. But the the cool thing about Stitch, not only that he's there and he's a you know used to find hidden Mickey's, but there's a hidden Stitch. But there's a very cryptic inscription on his spaceship, and if you pay attention in Stitch's Great Escape, you'll see all the signs are translated into a second alien language, and by much sleuthing and guessing. Uh, you can figure out that the number on, it's a number on the ship is 72, which your first thought was, well, I'll see, the Magic Kingdom opened 1971, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense until you remember that the actual building that Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin is in, which started with, as you noted, if you had wings going to, if you could fly, then Delta Dream Flight and so forth, that opened in what year? 1972. So there you go. Stitch provides a little tribute to the history of the attraction building. And there's just a couple little hidden tributes to old things in the history of Tomorrowland. I think it's funny we talk about history and nostalgia in Tomorrowland, but, but there you go. So. I gotta tell you,
0: I'm gotta i going to give you a little bit of advice. You need, to drop the, you need to drop the mic and walk off stage. I'm Dude, a- I, I loved it. Right. I love that. I was expecting an, a go with me here, something completely it. ridiculous. How you got wet on Astro Orbiter? Right. I dig. Look, dude, you know me, man. I tell I got like I started with the trivia and the details. I love it. I dig it. I, and and you sort of actually touch on one of the things that I'm going to talk about a little bit later on, in terms of story. Uh, just you're done. You're, you're done. I'm you done. can't you can't go anywhere <laughs> but downhill. Just I had left, <laughs> so. Uh, you know what? I- I'm actually happy that you started off with a home run there because I'm going to do something different. Sometimes I like to try try and save, you know, you, you want to sort of end on a very climactic note, right? But And I save sometimes the one that-, that I like best for the end. But I'm going to start off with the thing that I love about Tomorrowland possibly the most. And it is a little bit sort of esoteric because it- it's not a thing per se. And it really is just two words, and it's Walt's imprint. What I mean by that is, we talk about where Walt walked, we talk about Walt's influence, the things that Walt actually physically touched. Walt's imprint is so visible, it's so profound, it's so deep in Tomorrowland, and I don't just mean in the people mover, I don't just mean in the Skyway, and Carousel of Progress, but in terms of what Tomorrowland is and how closely connected it is to Walt Disney himself right he believed you know I talked about this before he talked and and believed about you know science factual and not science fictional and this 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 realistic options for space travel and future advancements and communication and technology and transportation and he you know on his tv shows like Man in Space back in 1955 and, and And some of the other real-world projects he did show that he wanted to bring to life in sort of a 3D form, not just his fantasy stories in fantasy land and and things that he had shown on film in terms of fairy tales, but he wanted guests to be a part of this wonderful age of tomorrow, right? They felt that science was just on the brink of making incredible discoveries that were going to benefit not just his generation, but their children and generations to come and the attractions were really designed and I'm sort of paraphrasing Walt, they were designed to give you an opportunity to participate in adventures that are really going to be a blueprint of the future, right? So to him, Tomorrowland almost in certain ways represented a city of the future, right? Well, you know, 1986 was, was the future back then but it wasn't about flying saucers or aliens and things like that. And I, I mentioned a couple of attractions, you know, Carousel of Progress, you know how deeply Walt was involved and connected to that. The Skyway, you know, the Skyway was nothing futuristic, but Walt. Wanted it, in, and he thought about it as a transportation system, just like the the people mover, right? And I'll talk more about the people mover, but you know, the the people mover wasn't just an attraction; it was almost sort of a a beta test to see how this transportation system would work. Space Mountain was a Walt Disney idea that unfortunately took after his death before they were able to able to execute on what his vision was. So we talk about places like Main Street USA or Liberty Square, but Walt's imprint is runs very, very deep and will continue to run deep, you know, pardon the in- accidental pun, into the future of this land.
2: Uh, uh, Can we just stop right now? I think we're and done. done? Like, I think you, we're done uh, here. That's it. We got nothing I else got to nothing. say. I got
0: nothing.
2: That was wonderful. That was fine. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm Are crying. you wiping away a tear? I'm wiping away a tear,
0: dude. I love me some Walt Disney, man. I, I love. I we
2: all love us some Walt Disney.
0: We 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 love Walt, so.
2: You know, you made me think, though. I, and I, uh, this this wasn't so much a thing on my list, but you made me think of it. And I'm I'm really winging this one. So this is a definitely go with me. <laughs> so this could be <laughs> a real train wreck by the time I get to the end, because I don't know where I'm going with this, but. Um, <clears throat> I think I'm kind of touching on what you said. and I'm thinking about all these things. I, I think the concept, one of the things I like about Tomorrowland is the concept of it, in it being a uh, vision of not just the future in science fiction, not, not about that so much, but about progress and where we're going tomorrow uh, as, as people. As as a society and how we're going to live and how cities are going to be built, and I, I think as you go through Tomorrowland, you pay attention, you really pick up on these things. Like from, uh, well right off from seeing the model of Epcot on the people mover and just imagining what it would be like, and and you can see the vision of, you know, the, the monorails and the the Tomorrowland Transit Authority people movers that. We more or less see as attractions now, but how they were, how Walt Disney intended them to be, as you said, honest to goodness transportation systems in this city. And you think to the even over to the contemporary resort and the monorail going through it, and that maybe being part of the vision of what it could be. Um, walking through uh, Tomorrowland, seeing the signs that that all speak to the backstory, which. I'm going to try and get to later on, but um, that really puts you in the fictional futuristic world of Tomorrowland. But things like having signs for the Tomorrowland Towers Hover Hotel with, you know, I just want to live there. But everything you're seeing is kind of showing you its glimpses into a possible future. Is it science fiction? Some of it, yeah, but um, a lot of it, like you said, was this is what a lot of it was, Stemmed from Walt Disney's honest to goodness vision of what he saw was the future and progress and everything else. So, I'm not quite sure I'm heading with that, but he gets a gist (laughs) of what I'm saying, right? See? You can almost imagine as you're walking through, and if you let yourself be immersed in the backstory and reading uh, the signs and looking at all the different details around you, that you can imagine what it would be like to, well, dare I say, to live in Epcot if it were ever to have come to be for real. You see a little glimpse of what it could be and bigger visions of, well, monorail look could have been that, the people mover could have been that, there's a big, really cool hotel the monorail goes through. Imagine if that all had come to pass. And just uh, another reminder, poignant reminder, of, you know what could Walt have done with all of those dreams that he still had in his mind and uh, what
0: could have been. Are you done?
2: I think so. Okay. Because the whole time
0: time you were doing that, you actually made me think about something else. You made me think about planes, trains, and automobiles. And you know, when you're telling these little stories, here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener.
2: (laughs) That was a good story.
0: I like me. My wife likes me. I'm only kidding. I know that was a great story. I mean, I don't know what it really meant in the grand scheme of things. I don't but know I, but
2: <laughs> no, I'm I love you. the Epcot model, okay? That, okay. That's, that's what it was. And no,
0: you actually touched on a couple of things that are sort of um, entries on my list, right? So, and actually, you're going to lead me into another one, which is the TTA. And I know it's on your list, so we can sort of make this... Uh, A little bit more conversation. Look, Tim, I think we could possibly do a top 10 things we love about the TTA. And in true top 10 form, my list would have many more than just 10, right? Because I love the views. I love the repeatability factor. I love the progress land model. I love the music. Like, I literally sometimes have ridden the TTA and closed my eyes because it's not about what you see, it's about what you hear. I like listening to the, the overhead narration, I like listening to the sounds of the crowds, I like listening to the changes in the music and then the pitch blackness of Space Mountain, except if you ride it really at the end of the night when you turn the lights on, when you hear the screams and, and the wheels and the track that you can ride it backwards and forwards and there's never a crowd and it's relaxing and slow moving and anybody can ride it in any type of weather Um, and at night. I think it's, you know, like many other attractions, it's a completely different uh, attraction at night Again, it's got the connection to Walt, right? Walt's plans for Epcot included monorails and people movers as really the primary mode of transportation. Like this was going to be sort of a test bed to a certain degree of what this transportation system was going to be in Epcot and how it differs from the one in uh, Disneyland. You know, they use linear indu- induction here as opposed to the uh, the rotating tires. In the uh, in the Disneyland version, so it is a little bit more futuristic, right? Using this electricity and and the linear induction and the steel plates, and so there's a lot that I love about it. Um, like you, I miss, and I can't call it the original narration, right? Because I, because for a while, you know, the the Orac one, the the commuter computer was on there, but the very very first original narration is very much like the one that we have now. It is sort of one that introduces you to the things that you see on there, right? Because that's what the, the, the Tomorrowland, the, the people mover was supposed to do, was giving you a glimpse, like they did in Disneyland, giving you a glimpse of these new attractions in this redesigned land. Well, here in Walt Disney World, it was the same thing. It was sort of like a showcase of the attractions that you're going to see. That being said... I totally miss and love and can almost recite word for word the narration that I think so many of us are so familiar with, right? Paging Mr. Morrow, Mr. Tom Morrow, keep your forward-facing tentacles inside the vehicle, the the red line and the blue line and the green line. And and that sort of will lead me to talk about the, the story of Tomorrowland a little bit more. But I could ride, and people ask me all the time, like, what's your favorite attraction in Magic Kingdom? When I go to the park slot, I'm not going to ride attractions, but nine times out of ten, if I'm going to Magic Kingdom, I will get at least one ride in on the TTA.
2: I agree.
0: That's it. That's all you got is I agree. That's all
2: I got. That's <laughs> well, I'm going to refute your point. Oh. Here. Yeah.
0: So you hate? You hate? You hate the TTA?
2: No, nah, I can't. They need to rip that out. What? It's a waste of space. <laughs> Stop it! No, I, I'm with you. That's that's uh, that's a must go. And and I was thinking of my favorite uh, mo, uh, moments from the narration prior to the current one. Uh, and basically, that's the one I more or less grew up with. So um, welcome I, aboard,
0: DTA travelers.
2: I remember. Well, actually, one of the funnest uh, thing. Uh,
0: did you say just, funnest? Did you say funnest?
2: Fu- fu- yeah, funnest. Aye. Funnest. Where did you go Most to school? Fun? Um at <laughs> high school, folks. That's a Philadelphia education. You um one of the coolest <laughs> things I liked about the old uh, narration was how much that it immersed you into the backstory, which I'll know was on your list. I'm gonna leave it to you. But um but again, just like it filled with detail that you might not even pick up on. Um and I will we could probably pick our favorite parts of the narration. You actually almost stumbled on uh, mine uh, besides the party from Saturn, which is a a classic. But I always, always like the um, attention all visitors from Galaxy M31. Please keep your forward-facing tentacles clear of oncoming. Metroliner vehicles, thank you. And I thought it um, particularly cool as someone who was always into astronomy and stuff that it's not just a random made-up throwaway name that they just came up with galaxy m31 is of course the andromeda galaxy for real in real life lou Mangiello, which is a real thing up in the sky that you can see and it's, it was just it's just dropping into those little details in this case real or in a lot of cases fictional uh with the, the red the green and the blue lines and hover verbs and all that sort of stuff but um again just all that uh, uh, detail that it really immerses you into the story of Tomorrowland, and that that's really why I miss that narration the most. Because I, I first thing I do in Tomorrowland would go on the TTA, and it would just get you in the mood. It would get, it put you into the into the moment, into the place uh, where you are to be, and this, you escaped to the future of Tomorrowland. You know, it's like we go to Adventureland; you escape to the exotic depths of the jungle and so forth. This really took you away to another. Place and literally another time too, and the TTA narration did. That's so much for me, and I miss it. But I'm well, getting yeah. used to the new one. So. Yeah,
0: and and but. again, I'm not trying to sort of. Uh,
2: and I'm not trying to diss it, but
0: no, and I'm not trying to jump ahead too to something else I want to talk about too. But but I think a lot of us too, we have a uh, there's a sentimental attachment right because we do remember the you know the whether you're a humanoid robot or alien passenger we hope you enjoy your trip along the tomorrowland tarp transit authorities super skyway wow. and that was awful but it was you know the no time. that was that was <laughs> fantastic <laughs> but it really did tie into the backstory of tomorrowland and that is on yeah. my list so I'll, I'll touch on that some more because i think when we lost the narration, we lost a lot of what that backstory was. And maybe, maybe, you know, as we look towards the future, we're starting to get away from it. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, I
2: want to tell you really quick, though. Uh, I do agree. The one thing I like, what, among the many things about the TTA that I still like to call it, is the fact that you can go anytime. Um, just hop on, go for a ride, go for two rides, go for three. I will tell you that I was there over Memorial Day weekend, and I, w- I was there on the 24 hour uh, Disney Insane Athon, which
0: <laughs> These, Insaneathon. Yeah.
2: I uh, had a wonderful time. It was a blast. It was fantastic. Me and I think it was 250,000 of my closest Disney friends. A <laughs> uh, half hour wait to get on the TTA. i Just <laughs> never seen that in my wow. life. A wait at all. Like it was so, their line was so long. It, it, Wasn't a line after a while. It just kind of meandered out into Tomorrowland and they had cast members with flags trying to signify where the end of the line was. And at one point I saw there were two ends of the line and neither one was clear, which really was the end of the line. But uh,
0: yeah, when you see a line for the T, when they're queuing TTA and there's a guy at the end with the flag, you know, the park is busy.
2: Yeah. Or it broke down. I think we got hit with it. it was busy and I could see it also broken down. So it was a double whammy. But still well worth it, but Always. not a good time to give the old, you know, hey, can I go around one more time when you pulled into the station? Because uh, there's people waiting for once, but it was a blast. Anyway, back back to you. I stole your next
0: one. Oh, is it back to me?
2: I didn't realize that was that – was... Yeah, you, uh, you, you, you just <laughs> uh, pontificated on my wonderful entry and you – know, you
0: know. Well, so, all right, so, I mean, my, uh, our our list is very loose because a lot of these really are, one is sort of leading into or, or playing off the last, and so I, I will sort of touch on, I, I will talk about what I touched on earlier, which is I love, or maybe it has to be past tense, love or loved the backstory of Tomorrowland, and it was really interesting, especially as I started to research more into doing the books and the audio tours, just how deep and detailed the backstory of Tomorrowland is. Because look, it really is meant to be, like like Main Street USA, a real working, bustling town where humans and aliens and robots all live happily, cats and dogs, living together in this uh, this town. And look, it, it is very much like Main Street, USA, it's like the entrance to Liberty Square, that main thoroughfare that takes you into sort of the town center that the avenues of the planet uh, has its chambers of commerce, right? That the Marland chambers, uh, Chamber of Commerce, there is the League of Planets and the, the loyal order of little green beings. And the more that you start to look around and see the details, it starts to piece a lot of that story Together, And even as you enter, much like when you enter Magic Kingdom, you see coming attraction posters, right? And I mentioned Leonard Burdenstar and the Martian Pops Orchestra and the Space Home and Garden Show and the Antique Rocket Show. And as you start to see these details and connect the dots, you realize that Tomorrowland is not restricted to what you see as you walk through the land, but there really is this much larger world and community that you can experience as you go through your visit right whether you go into an attraction go on the astral orbiter go to this museum that is the carousel of progress or uh you know go on on the tta and possibly take one of the other lines out to the hover burbs. is that story potentially starting to get lost or change maybe um i i think that there is a. Uh, I think tomorrowland is going to change in the next few years um But I love the fact that the story is there and and this is not meant to sound like a plug for the audio tour but that really is what I try and do on the tours is help you not sort of explain everything but help you connect those dots and realize the things that are there to help you recognize a story, and then all of a sudden you're like, I get it. Like, I understand why Astro Orbiter's here. I understand why that detail is here. I understand what this is supposed to mean, why that globe is there in the center of Tomorrowland, what it means and what it represents and how it connects to the payphone booth behind it as well as the details on top of Stitch's Great Escape that, like you said, relate back to things that are going on over in Buzz Lightyear.
2: Why wow, you, you killed my list there. <laughs> that was fantastic. I, I get excited.
0: I'm sorry. I get excited. I,
2: I know. I know. You're like a
0: little kid in a candy shop. I am. Listen, man, I am a seven-year-old kid trapped in a 40, something-year-old body, so. <laughs> <coughs>
2: um, yeah, you killed. All right, you said marble ball. You I did. Think I think I said. Sphere, the, sphere. A sphere. The, the, yeah. I like that there's a little uh, Cinderella castle on it, if you look hard enough. <laughs> That's my next one. Go, you're up. Nick. That's it?
0: That's all you got? That's all I got. You're not going to talk more about what you're referring to or where it is or, or what this thing really is? Because look, man, the devil's so in the So as you're details. walking down
2: the avenue of the Planets into the heart of Tomorrowland, you may notice a large marble sphere perked <laughs> majestically off towards the pathway towards Fantasyland. Or the other side, I forget where it is. But anyway, if you <laughs> if you spin it around, you'll find that it's actually supported by a high pressurized jet of water. That if you took the the marble sphere off, would jet ten miles into the air. I kid you not, You're Lou Mangiello. But if you spin stuff. it around enough, and you see all the stars and constellations, you'll see there's a little Cinderella castle on there. There, how was is that more eloquent? Was that better? <laughs>
0: I just like the fact that it's a map. (laughs) That's I was trying to lead you in, man. It's it's a map. Uh, Is that what that was? I don't know.
2: I just spin it around, see how fast I can make it go.
0: Well, and the interesting thing too is it's it's a map. It's a sphere of the galaxy. And look, there's a like you said, there's a a Cinderella Castle. There's a Route sixty six. I'm happy to see it's still going on. There is the five from uh, out in, in Anaheim. But it is, and it's funny that things like that. Like you need to have a physical map or even better yet, as long as we're talking about things like backstory and details, the Metrophone booth that's right near there, which was actually used to be one of two, like in the vision of the future, they can see all these great, fantastic things. You could be teleported and transported and rocketed here and there, but you're still going to go and pick up a newspaper and like <laughs> need a telephone booth. They never would have imagined a cell phone in the future.
2: Who would have thunk it?
0: Who would have thunk it? So
2: uh, As we're taking pictures of it with our
0: phones. Exact, it's so meta. Like, oh, it's so meta. And um,
2: actually, I held my hand up there like I was doing it as if everyone out there could see what I was <laughs> Apologize. So. Uh,
0: so that actually, so you know what? That's actually one of my other things on my list. Like, in addition to things like the sphere, the globe, the map, whatever it is, I, I love the robot newsboy like mm. i love the metrophone booth because it is all connected to this sort of galactic communications network so if you go to i can't even call it the queue the entrance to the people mover you may have never even noticed the robo news vendor that's giving you up to the minute news again not on your mobile device but you actually have to go and buy <laughs> a, a a physical paper <coughs> But if you really take the time to look or listen to the audio tour, you'll see that there is a tribute to the original newspaper that used to be there that actually referred to the old excess teleportation demo which oh, was there yeah. before Stitch's Great Escape came in yeah. two thousand and four and now it talks about you know stitch escapes and and uh, you know what's going on. but it is written in that funky, stitchy little language and uh, yep. it's cool, man i I dig. The details, because all it, listen, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's all connected. The Robo Newsboy, it's connected to the Metrophone booth, which is connected to the map, which is connected to stuff that's going on on the screen at the Tomorrowland stage, Stitches Supersonic Celebration. We hardly knew you. Rest in peace. But all those details, all those (laughs) stories are very, very, very intricately connected. And as you start to see them, you're like, oh, I get it. And they make reference to things like Nine-Eye, and they make reference to The Timekeeper, and I dig that about Disney, man. Yeah. Oh, you're so pro- profound. <laughs> <in> your <response. laughs> yeah. So when you say yeah, does that mean you've got nothing else?
2: No, yeah, yeah it means, I, how could I possibly say that any better than you did? <laughs> well, like this. So... Uh, no, I, I, yeah, connecting the dots. It's all good. It's all great. It's all wonderful. It's, all right. it's funny because I th- like every land you can say. And I don't know. We could we could talk about this. Like every other land in the Magic Kingdom, um, not even not even talking about the parks. You can we you can talk about the same kinds of things. Like all the little details, all the connections, all the connect the dots. Um, you know, I don't know. Would would you say Tomorrowland is the most? Or was? Uh, with the particularly with the prior TTA narration, but maybe the most detailed or, or the most thought put into the backstory.
0: I think that was that you a hard. Go, that's a tough call. Well, no, I think no, because I think if you go through and you know, let, let's sort of use the the take your time, look up, look down. You know, worry less about the attractions than the details. I mean, when you go and you see details at you know, the, the the Coca-Cola station on crates sitting out front that are, are just there. There's just sort of physical props. But if you look at the details on the crates and translate certain things and understand what it means and how it connects to not just, you know, real planet Earth, but to the story of Tomorrowland and start putting all of the, you know, like, what they really weaved the story together, I think, seamlessly in terms of making this Feel like a real working spaceport that people live in. And I think that you're right. I think, in terms of connecting all those dots together, I think it's done very, very well. It's very subtle. You got to work for it. Like, you got to really go look for it. But in terms of, you know, everything speaks, everything speaks in Tomorrowland.
2: Even the, well, yeah. Trash can. The trash can. No, they're not from... there anymore. But um, I don't uh, – See there still? Where's push? Uh, push is, is on vacation. Push is on vacation. Push on vacation. I miss Push. But uh, I, I, for the next one, I, I, to get a, off of the uh, history in detail for just a second because I'm with you. But there is one thing about Tomorrowland, totally unrelated to its backstory, that I always thought was kind of cool, kind of a tip thing. And I wanted to share it with people. Um, is I, I actually ran across it on my last trip down there, which was pretty neat. Um, as you're wandering through Tomorrowland, and it's about time for Wishes to go off. Um, one of the things I, th- I think was re- is really cool, I mean, see Wishes in all of its full glory, you, of course, want to be on Main Street with a castle in front of you. But I did stumble upon, as you're making your way towards from Tomorrowland towards Fanny's Land, and you go by... Cosmic Grace, Starlight Ca- Starlight Cafe, and you're on that path, you actually get a really incredible view of Wishes right there. Um, and the music's pumped in, and there's usually nobody there because nobody really thinks of going there, or, or they're on their way to Fantasyland to get a good spot. And um, as long as you get out of the way of the odd tree or two... Um, I've been there a couple times, and it's really amazing to see Wishes from from within Tomorrowland. It's a, it's kind of a different experience from when you're on Main Street and in front of the castle and seeing it as it's meant to be seen. But now you're in the retro, metro future world of Tomorrowland and seeing Wishes. It's kind of a neat juxtaposition of eras or, or something cool like that. But... Um, I, Guess what's coming down to? That's a cool spot to watch wishes if you don't happen to be at the on Main Street at the time. And by the way, go into Cosmic Rays, get yourself some chicken nuggets and a bunch of ketchup, set down, have a good time. No one will bother you. You will have a great view of the show, and uh, you don't see all those you know pretty lights on the castle, but that's okay. You can see all the pretty lights in Tomorrowland. So, I do love me some Cosmic Ray.
0: I do, You, I, you love and his Space ray. Angels. <clears throat> Who doesn't love oh, the Space Angels? Oh my. I was waiting for you to start to to sing a little, you know, background. Ooh. He's the biggest little star Ooh. in the galaxy. Oh, 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 that. Sorry. Um what I love about wait, actually what I love about co- Cosmic Ray is this almost could have been on the list. I love It is now. It is now. I love the hidden stage. Ooh. Do you know about the hidden stage? Of course, but
2: but please tell us, <laughs> Lou, for those hey, of us who, who the, don't know.
0: So <laughs> go, if you stand outside Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe, um, which, you know, used to be the Tomorrowland Terrace, uh, whatever. Um, if you stand outside <laughs> by the uh, Tomorrowland Speedway, I'm almost able to reach the pedals on my own, Oh! And look up at the corner. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. If you look... Uh, Up in the corner of the building, you'll see sort of a a dome with a a little bit of a a spire on top. And you might think it's just there for um, aesthetic purposes, but what that's actually for is to accommodate the stage because there's actually two, not to spoil the magic, spoiler alert, there's actually two stages. So when you see Sunny Eclipse performing on sort of ground level, what used to happen, and it still happens sometimes during Christmas or some special events. There used to be uh, a lot of live acts that used to perform. I mean, when I say live acts, like they had country western music, which I don't know why it fits in Tomorrowland. What? Yeah, and remember Ann Murray?
2: Yes. No, you don't. Yeah, uh, uh, the bird, the the thing with the bird. Wow.
0: Um, right. I don't even know what you're talking about. Come
2: man. on, people know when you call in, to All back right, me up on the that. bird. Um... They used to
0: sing a song about it. There were bands like Tabasco and so there were bands that used to come and play. And the way that they would get onto the stage is that they would walk through the utilidors because there's another stage underneath. I'm I'm using hand gestures as if you can see me. There's another stage underneath where Sunny Eclipse is. So they would walk in, set up, get all ready, and then the stage actually lifts up. So Sunny Eclipse and his little astro organ fit into that dome. Uh, you know, sort of the upper platform goes up into that dome. The performers do their little stage show. Goofy comes out, does whatever. That's that goes down back into the doors and Sunny Eclipse is back on ground level. I dig. I wow. dig the stage, man. Wow! Brilliant. Wow!
2: Good night, everybody. Good night. That was that was that was very interesting.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, that was cool. I didn't know that. See, there's all these things people. Peel away the layers. So, do you have nothing left? Um, I had a I had a food one, which is going to pale. Look comparison. at
0: you. Even well, I didn't there- have. A, oh, are you going to talk about handwiches, dude? You bring around to handwiches. I'm going to give you a hug like there's nobody's business. Let me talk to you about
2: handwiches. <laughs> you have never you, I, I, you talk about. Talk about a treat! You've that never had a ha- you never had a hand. I have no you? idea what you're talking about. Come on, seriously! <laughs> I'm you, not going to take this moment away from you. You you, you can talk about handbags. No, well, listen.
0: Now you're gonna have to you're gonna have to listen to the audio guide.
2: Well, of course, I, 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 I,
1: It was I, like I, an I er- think of it
0: as like uh, um, the uh, uh, a beta version of a cozy cone. A what? Oh, forget it. Just go on <laughs> to your next one.
2: Is this funnel cake again? I stop it. <laughs> well, this I can't. Space. I can't even say mine now because mine's <laughs> stupid. You throw handwiches <laughs> out there. How am I supposed to follow handwiches?
0: Jeez. Go ahead. It's not turkey I, this is, legs. This one's gonna be epic. I feel it. I feel this is gonna be it's a good not, one. Not. It's not epic. It's anti gravities. Come on. What it is.
2: Isn't it anti-gravity? Anti-gravity's galactic goodies. You're going to say, what are the things I missed? And one of the things I missed was the the, the mocha slushy. <laughs> thing. But, you, but you still get a mocha iced coffee <laughs> float or a French vanilla iced coffee float. And walking around, I guarantee you get one of those and you make your way towards Fantasyland. Brain freeze by the time you get to the mad tea party. And there's no substitute for that. Now tell tell me what a hand is before I go crazy.
0: Seriously, all right. So no, I'm I'm, I'm okay. setting you so up. So in Rocket Tower Plaza, right? Yeah, which is that the yeah. the big spinny thing in the. So yeah, yeah. that used to be home to, um, it would, so now it's the lunching pad. It used to be the Space Bar, oh, and for a while, uh, I think while it was sponsored by like Sun Giant, they had uh, hand witches, and you can get them in a couple of places throughout the parks, including Fantasyland which was basically a soft cone that had, you know, ham or turkey or tuna or chicken salad or vegetables, because I think, again, the th- feeling was, in the future, we're all going to be wearing, you know, gray spandex like Aaron Gray and Buck Rogers and oh. eating food out of cones. So yeah. that's, hence the, the handwich. Uh, it was awesome. It was, um, it was, it was deliciousness. It was- Ahead of its time. Yeah, it was a, like Star Trek, the original series, ahead of its time. That's right. Like Walt Disney ahead of his time. That's totally.
2: right. Like so, this uh,
0: egg ahead of its time. Thank you. So I'm assuming now, now I'm really going to assume that you've got nothing left.
2: Uh, like, let me see. Uh, let me check. The red checks mean you stole it. So one, check, two, check. stolen, stolen. Stolen. Mocha iced coffee got it. Got it. Signs you already <laughs> stole from me, which are cool. Now I I do just I want to you you mentioned that, but I, I'll go a little. I just want to follow up because it was it was one of the things on my list was the uh, of all the detail and all the things you can see the signs uh, and there's sign mm-hmm. and most people don't notice this and and I honestly I'll I'll breeze past them uh, myself once in a while, but as you're walking into Tomorrowland on the avenue of the planets and you have Stitch's greatest escape on one side monsters and Floor on the other side there are signs up that you may not pay any attention to and if you go and look at them it's it's amazing they they again they speak to the 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 back story they're connecting the dots they put you in that place you you mentioned a few um uh, uh there there's others a uh, the whole billboard for the recreational rocket vehicle show um one of my favorite ones is for um, the Space Collectibles Convention, with <laughs> where you can taste tantalizing intergalactic food, which looks suspiciously like the TV dinners I used to have when I was a wee lad. <laughs> Although they got like a Mickey Mouse shaped thing with onion rings on it, I don't know what that's supposed to be. But um, uh, it, it's and it's all it's all in the detail, like how detailed these signs are for these f- fictional but seemingly real places and real things I like got this convention you could register to win a trip for two aboard the martian princess space yacht i mean who thinks of stuff like that but um i, I want to bring those up specifically because they are scattered throughout uh tomorrowland particularly as you walk in from main street and, and when you go by them don't your tendency is to breeze by them to get to the attractions because um, they are kind of out front before you get to all the Good stuff, if you want to say that. But but take a moment and and look at them. And uh, one, they're very cool. Uh, two, they're very imaginative. And three, they right away they get you in that Tomorrowland story and make you feel like you're really in this bustling metropolitan robot alien galactical
0: melange of. Tomorrowland, goodness. Melange. Look at you. Melange. Melange. So, so when you were talking about the signage, I actually thought you were going to talk about something that we've done on oh. our top 10 before because I think the signage in Walt in, oh, in yeah. Tomorrowland, and we've, we've talked about it because, and look, you are a creative, you're a designer. Me, I just love having 18,000 fonts on my computer. You do, so. and you use them all <laughs> in one email,
2: <laughs>
0: which I love about you. <laughs> So, I, I love the signage, and again, it's got that sort of very metallic, very sort of uh, steampunk type of look and feel to it, which I, I love. So, that sort of ties in a little bit again, sort of completing the entire story, which will lead me into my final one. But I will tell you, this is going to be a twofer. i got to end off with a twofer. Oh, wait,
2: I'm, I'm throwing one more in there. Yeah, you Knock yourself out. I, I just, this isn't even a thing. I, I just... Uh, in general about Tomorrowland, I think it's the Tomorrowland we all know and love today. Um, as we talked about, takes place in this uh, fictional ver- uh, retro vision of the future. But um, I really, I'm giving a kudos and, and hats off to the Imagineers who came up with this iteration of Tomorrowland, knowing that when it first came to be in disneyland and in walt disney world it was meant to be a vision of the future like for real what the you know what tomorrow was going to be like and it was always difficult because once you were done it was tomorrow and it didn't really match what you had and what was contemporary all of a sudden was kind of passe or not making a whole lot of sense so i like really i think we all really should take a moment and appreciate the thought and imagination that went into the twist of Tomorrowland that we know today, that that this isn't a projection of what the future is going to be for real. Um, It's it's kind of a go back and uh, see what visionaries of the past thought the future might be from a fantasy point of view, from a science fiction point of view. And make that the vision of Tomorrowland. And then that's where the backstory can come in with aliens and robots and hover burbs and all these other things and space yachts and whatnot. And I think that whole reimagination that's a word, of uh, Tomorrowland when they did it um, was really truly astounding when you think of it. When you think of what the original vision of Tomorrowland was and how do you break out of it. And the solution they came up with was fantastic then, it's fantastic now, I hope it Days on and on and on and see how it goes. But um, I, I think looking at Tomorrowland might be might just be one of the best examples of imagineering in action just from a, an imagination, creativity point of view, the whole thing.
0: I, I agree. And when they did their their update in, in 1994, you know, they had to address the issue that they struggled with for 20 20- 23 years, which was you, you're trying to create a, a vision of the future that was already out of date the day that it opened. We had been to the moon already, so right. flight to the moon wasn't all that, you know, not like we're going every day, but flight to the moon was somewhat, oh, okay, been there, done that. Um, so by emphasizing not just advances in technology, but sort of connecting it to this, this story of day-to-day life, of people in the future, I think that you're right. It, it focuses more on community than trying to predict the future. And I, I wonder if, and, and look, I, I'm, I'm, you know, as we're recording this in 2015, I, I just have a feeling that Tomorrowland is going to undergo a change in, in mm-hmm. the future. I think there's going to be some additions to Tomorrowland. And you wonder if that storyline is going to remain, or do they start to look to places like Discoveryland, in Paris, and uh, doing something that is maybe more on that Jules Verne, H.G. Wells sort of uh, vision of the future and less about the story of community. That's the thing that's exciting is you never know what what direction they may take these things and and adjust the story accordingly.
2: Exactly. But that's what makes Walt Disney World so cool. We never know what's coming next. But it will be fantastic. I dig. I dig. Um, now, so I stopped interrupting you. No,
0: no, carry, no! Listen, carry on um, with you. Just like Harrison, stop interrupting while she she's interrupting. Um,
2: <coughs> yeah, let me take it. Y- a- you know, there
0: was a part of me that was going to say, "This is where it's mm-hmm. a twofer." Um, mm-hmm. One of the things I love about Tomorrowland is actually sort of not in Tomorrowland at all, because I think that the um, the sort of hidden pathway to Storybook Circus is one of those little hidden gems that that so many people, they either don't realize they can go there and there's never, and you get beautiful views of the train. If you're a photographer, you get great unique views of, of the, the train and Space Mountain, the TTA. It's a nice little shortcut. It's a relaxing little walk. But I think that the one that I'm going to end on is really the thing that I enjoy most about Tomorrowland. And again, researching and recording the guide really sort of, Made this much more pronounced for me, and just interestingly, Tim Foster. Mm. In this entire discussion, I don't think either one of us said, other than TTA, we didn't talk about Space Mountain being our favorite. Carousel of Mm -hmm. Progress. We didn't talk about attractions. Right. Mm. We talked about sort of these these uh, conceptual things, these intangible things, the, the the details. But the thing that I love in terms of details isn't what you necessarily take. Look, Disney World is a multi-sensory experience, and I love, and if you ever get a chance to do it, sit at the lunching pad or sit in the shade under by Monsters, Inc., and close your eyes and just listen. Listen to the sounds of Tomorrowland. Listen to the narration Welcome of aboard. the TTA overhead. Listen we to the uh, look, The music and in Tomorrowland is some of my favorite anywhere. That Star Tunnel music, it's it's on my phone. I like I lo- I think it's some of the most beautiful music anywhere. Right, and you hear it on the TTA as you go through Space Mountain, and it's funny because the original background music of Tomorrowland at a very 70s feel, right? It, it was, um, it, it definitely was reflective of the fact that it was 1971, 72, but over time and the current background music area is beautiful and it has a lot of songs that aren't just for Tomorrowland, but songs that are familiar, right? So you'll recognize the seas the Future music from Alien Encounter, you'll recognize stuff from maybe Timekeeper, or Adventure Through Inner Space, or even strange things um, from Toy Story. You know, you might hear that outside. But and I think the loop currently is maybe about an hour long. But I love, I love, love, love the music of Tomorrowland. And look, I, and and I'm very hyper aware of the background music because I pay so such close attention to it as I prepare to record the guides and go through, and I spend hours and hours. In the lands, you know, for days on end, but I really like um, how the, the the story, how the music sort of evokes a unique feeling here, right? The same way that the steel drums and the the Swiss polka do in Adventureland, and the American, you know, folk music in Frontierland, and the the music of Liberty Square, but I, I there's something about it that's very sort of. It is. It's very uplifting. It's very optimistic. And it's the sense that you can get even from the music of Tomorrowland. Um, And I know maybe I'm, I'm, you know, because I think about it more and I just pay such close attention to it. Um, And I like the fact that you can hear music from Carousel of Progress. You can hear music from some of the old attractions um, that, again, were sort of anthems for what Walt Disney believed. He believed there was a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. He believed that now is the time. Now is the best time. I almost broke out in song. But um, so I'm going <laughs> to, uh, I, I want to end off with the music of Tomorrowland. And look, if you haven't sort of paid close attention to it, go there and close your eyes and listen to the music and listen to the sound effects that they put in there. Listen to the sounds of the the you know the arms and and the pneumatic uh, uh, uh of the like the, I mean, I, the tubes and stuff of the astro orbiter as it come down and that clunk 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 of the tta as it goes by overhead like there is something about those mechanical sounds that i just find that that's just i don't know how to describe it, it it's just fun and i dig it and i love the background music and that's all i got
2: all right, that's what wonders. It's all about the
0: music. It's all the about music the music. That's all about the music.
2: And, and when you're on the TTA, don't tell anybody. But but take your shoes off and put your feet up. Stop it! Shh,
0: would sh- you do that? Would you? Let me ask you something. If you went what? to Walt Disney's house, would you take your shoes off and put it on the furniture?
2: If he t- if he if he did first,
0: <laughs> I I. I would think
2: Walt would be a, a, a take your shoes off uh, kind of guy.
0: Do you? Like if you yeah. went up? So if you went up to Walt's apartment in Disneyland, you just sort of, sort of kick back, open up a you know, open up a Schlitz malt liquor and and put your feet up. <laughs> I don't know. What uh, uh, and a bag of Utz potato chips.
2: <laughs> should I get them all over my you know, <laughs> get them all over my shirt, make a little nest? No, that that that's horrible. Why would you say something like that? Michael please, Iceberg. Keep, please remember, keep your shoes on and and keep your keep your hands in the car. I remember Michael Iceberg?
0: People. You don't no, even know. Him.
2: Who? Michael what? Iceberg? Michael Iceberg. You don't remember Michael Iceberg? I, sure. No, you
0: don't. No, I don't. Whatever. Is so let me ask a, you this, Tim Foster. Yes. This is the <laughs> You're question. Tell me? <laughs> this is the question I this have a, for you yes. and for you, listener, my friend. Oh, so it's not
2: really for me. It no, is I, for you, but I'm trying okay. to help
0: you it's a get out, simple, out of this web. yeah i am trying to end this for you uh this is easy is it you can't you, dare i say barring something <laughs> catastrophic you can't screw this up mm. what's your favorite attraction in tomorrowland splash mountain
2: <laughs> see you, you thought i couldn't do it i right, i right, right, let Are you asking me or everybody?
0: I'm asking you, but I'm also asking everybody. I I care less about your answer than I do about the answers that I want to hear from the listeners. Who, by the way, can answer by tweeting me, at Lou Mangiello, by going to the comments at www.radio.com and click on this week's podcast, or better yet, call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. Tell me, sing it, sell it, call me from tomorrow, call me on the TTA even better oh. those are the answers i care about tim foster just for fun i want to hear yours anyway
2: you know it would be a fun uh, uh proviso on this you you, you can't say the tta
0: <laughs> why
2: <laughs> because that's got that's everyone's the answer don't that would do be my th- answer but that's too easy besides a tta favorite attraction in tomorrowland i think that's it. that's that's a Hmm, but sure what if the more. TTA is
0: not your favorite attraction? Well,
2: then you didn't really pay attention to the show then. But, <laughs> um, Listen,
0: I say this all the time. Stitch's Great Escape is somebody's favorite attraction. Yours? Close. It's a close no. second.
2: I would say I'm throwing the TTA out. I okay. would say. Uh, can I use a closed one or do I have to do a current one? Yeah. Both, you, you can give me the, your current one, and then... I, missed, I miss I uh, missed Timekeeper, oh. very much. Don't we all? Yeah, and, and I like uh, uh, Buzz. Why not? Because I can. I cheated once and got my high score. So ay, ay, cheating ay. means the ride broke down, and I just shot somebody's eyeball for twenty wow. minutes. Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did. I did go on the uh, Tomorrowland Speedway. I made myself go not too long ago. Because it had been a long time, and I was scared.
0: (laughs) You know that there's no chicken eggs on the speedway, right?
2: Nah, I tried to drive off through uh, Tomorrow Fancyland, but yeah.
0: Anyway, didn't work, so
2: I just got out and ran. So you know what? You're the
0: listener. I want to know what is your favorite, (laughs) right? Does does the the beautiful music and the unique system of Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress? Is that what you love? Is it the excitement of Space Mountain? Is it the interactivity of Monsters, Inc., Laugh, Floor? Or look, if it's anti-gravity, galactic goodies, then so be it. There is nothing yeah. wrong with that saying that the uh, that the lunching pad is your favorite attraction. If it is, there's no wrong answers. There's no wrong answers here. Again, call the voicemail, tweet me, comment on Facebook, whatever it may be. And then please do me and little Timmy a favor and yeah. go to celebrations. Press.com. Timmy Foster, every time yeah. you're on, man, I, I think back and I smile to when we first started talking about this magazine, which continues to go strong in print and digital form? Yes, and it's seven years.
2: I realize wow. we're going into year number seven. That's a, No, we're going into year number eight. It's been seven years.
0: It's been seven years. You should be very proud. You and your team of writers and editors and and... Who, who's ever doing the coloring work? The, using the crayons on the covers. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh,
2: yeah, I need help. Um,
0: you're still gonna have to post my <laughs> my picture of the tree of life one of these
2: days. I've got it. You don't think I have it? <laughs> I have it, and I share it with as many people as I can. Uh, <laughs> and if I will, I, I do want to throw out there: it we're coming soon. I got it coming soon for you. Um, people may remember, may not remember. We did a Christmas book a few years ago, and then we did a second edition of said Christmas book, which is still available. Hardcover, 128 pages, beautiful pictures of the most uh, most magical time of year at the happiest place on earth. Food
0: and wine festival?
2: That's it. (laughs) (laughs) But, by popular request, since we had done those books, we have in the works, coming out this fall, Halloween. (gasps) The collectible celebrations coffee table book. We're going to do mix not so scary, scary movies from the Disney library, characters from the Haunted Mansion, going behind scenes of Tower of Terror, uh, rogues gallery of the best Disney villains of all time. All things spooky and scary coming soon. Dude, I dig that. So, yeah. So. I
0: dig it. And you know what? Can you? Uh... That made, you know, you get that and the Christmas book. That makes a nice uh, holiday gift right there.
2: Holiday gift and more books in the works, too. But I got to make sure I get one done before I start going. (laughs) So lots of lots of goodness coming
0: from. Interesting. Interesting. I dig the tease, man. I dig the tease. We have to do this again. Dude, I've got a list of many, many, many things that we have to cover um, including some that will continue to take you outside of your comfort zone. So uh, I love Tomorrowland. I love the top ten lists. Dare I say, I love you, Tim Foster. Thank you so much, buddy.
2: Uh, you, you, you're my you're my homie.
0: You're the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> love
2: right back. I can't wait to <laughs> TTA, sit on the – this is what you get in the TTA, the two of you. You sit on the same side. You, you, I Don't take your shoes off. Put your feet up You arm and arm. You go through – uh, it's like small world but in the, the dark <laughs> <laughs>
0: Time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of some of the details in the parks, resorts, not just that you can see, but sometimes even those that you can hear. And if you think you got the answer right, you can enter via email for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, of course, the topic eventually, very quickly, turned to food, and we were talking about some of our favorite breakfast spots in Walt Disney World, and one of the ones that I mentioned was originally known as the Coral Isle Cafe, and so all you needed to do was tell me what restaurant was originally known by that name. Again, thanks to the hundreds of you who entered, got this one correct, and you either know and love your Tonga Toast or your Polynesian Resort history because you know that the Coral Isle Cafe opened with the Polynesian on October 1st, 1971. It closed in July of 1998, and after a lot of renovations that were going on at the time, it reopened as Kona Cafe, and thanks to some of you who shared some of your memories and photos of the Coral Isle Cafe, and the Papiete Bay Veranda, which eventually became Ohana. It was really cool, sort of taking a trip with you guys down memory lane, but I had to randomly select one out of all the correct entries, and you were playing for all seven of my virtual audio walking tours of Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom, and I'm also going to send you 102 ways to save money for not Walt Disney World, and just for fun, a WDW Radio Magic Band cover for your Magic Band for your next trip. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Audrey Edwards. So Audrey, congratulations. Thank you guys for playing. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, cause here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So obviously we were talking about Tomorrowland and repeatedly the Wedway People Mover slash Tomorrowland Transit Authority came up in conversation, oftentimes in a very affectionate, uh, nostalgic type of way. And so let's sort of test your knowledge or your Googling ability and your uh, sense of nostalgia because originally when the Wedway People Mover opened in Tomorrowland and Walt Disney World, it had a corporate sponsor different than the one it currently has. So your question this week is to tell me who was the original sponsor ...of the original Wedway People Mover in Tomorrowland in Walt Disney World. You have until Sunday, July 5th to email your answer to contest at wdwradio.com. You have until midnight that night or technically 11.59 p.m. Email your answer to contest at wdwradio.com. This week, I'm feeling generous. I'm happy. It's July 4th weekend. So you're going to get all seven of my audio walking tours of the park... And 102 ways to save money for Nat Walt Disney World book and a Magic Band cover. And because it's Tomorrowland, I'm going to send you one of the coveted Tomorrowland pins. So good luck and seize the future. And good luck. And have fun. going to do it for this week's show. I just want to take a quick second to say thank you and tell you how much I appreciate you and the fact that you share and spend your time with me by listening to the show each and every week. It means so much to me, and I hope you are enjoying what you are listening to. Just a couple of quick announcements. Don't forget that in addition to the podcast, which you can find on iTunes, visit www.radio.com for our blog, videos, free newsletter, free app for your mobile device and community as well. I'd love for you to be a part of it. So whether you tweet me at Lou Mangiello on Twitter or Facebook.com slash Lou or Instagram, Pinterest, same thing, it's Lou Mangiello. And I don't just mean to follow or like or pin or heart, whatever it may be, but really have some conversations online as well. I answer every tweet and every comment as quickly as I can so I'd love to actually be able to connect with you there but of course you know if you've listened to the show before I believe that nothing beats a handshake and a hug that's why I do monthly meetups in Walt Disney World every single month as well as events on the road our next meet of the month is going to be Sunday July 19th from 4 to 6 p.m. over at Disney's Animal Kingdom I promise going to be inside in the air conditioning we're going to do it at the hip joint in restaurant saurus August 30th is going to be our meet after that. That's going to be a full day at Disney's Typhoon Lagoon Water Park. So we just get together, hang out, ride some of the attractions, and, of course, probably eat together while we're there. And then I'll have information about September and beyond. I'm also going to be doing some events and meetups on the road as I speak at conferences or schools or to businesses. The next one is, is going to be Sunday, August 2nd, in Fort Worth, Texas. I'm going to be keynoting. At podcast movement it's also my birthday so I thought maybe we would do a meetup sometime that night probably around 7 30 or so I will have information I'll post it on Twitter and at lumonjello.com. and if you are going to be at podcast movement I'm going to be hosting a one-day mastermind workshop to help you start or grow your podcast or build your brand or business you can visit podcastersworkshop.com for more information or if you're not coming, but you still want to work with me to maybe turn your passion into your profession, go to LouMangello.com and click on the Work With Me tab, see how I can maybe help you there, and stay tuned for other events coming up, not just in Walt Disney World, but around the country as well. Quick thanks to Mouse Fan Travel. They are my official and recommended travel provider because it's who I use. They give you not just all the available discounts, but an incredible level of personal service, all at no cost to you at all. You can find them at mousefantravel.com. And of course, you know, Tim is over at celebrationspress.com. Don't forget that if you want to help the show and be part of the WDW Radio Nation, you can visit wdwradio.com support. It is completely optional, but a great way for you to help the show and get exclusive rewards like monthly scavenger hunts, access to our private Facebook group, custom magic band covers personalized with your name on it, logo gear, backpacks, shirts, care packages, monthly from Walt Disney World, live video group calls and lots more. And don't forget that a portion of the proceeds will go to the Dream Team Project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. Thanks to all of the new members, including Nathan Greenwald, Linda Raymond, Loveland and Frank, uh, Robert Behan and Ankur Agarwal. Really do appreciate your support and your friendship. Again, wdwradiocom support. And finally, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tell your friends. Tweet out that you're listening. Share links to your favorite podcasts over on Facebook. Comment there or in the show notes. And please go to iTunes, rate and review the show there. It is incredibly helpful to the show. Thanks to you, we have more than 1,000 reviews. Please keep them coming. Again, you can visit www.radio.com slash iTunes for a link and instructions on how to do it or just search for WW Radio in iTunes and once again thank you all so much for the permission and the blessing of being able to share my passion for Disney with you through the show and so many other ways I could not do this without you and for that I am so very grateful and like Walt and Tomorrowland I hope that you look forward to a better and brighter future. And remember, there's no reason to look back when you have so much to look forward to. And as Walt said, always keep moving forward. Thank you again so, so much. I hope you have an insanely happy, fun, and inspired and positive week this week. So until next time, love you guys. See ya.
1: Hi, Lou. My name is Amanda Riles. Um, I've been listening for about a year now. Um, I'm usually based in Tallahassee, but right now I am sitting abroad in Italy. Um, Yeah, great food and all that stuff, but I get really homesick over here, and I have to say that your podcast helps me more than you probably realize. Um, I grew up in the Disney area we went to we had season passes when I was a little kid and we went all the time and we actually went right before I came over here and thinking about Disney reminds me of home and of my family and all of the really good times that I have so I just wanted to let you know how much you help me while I'm over here and when I'm over here alone so it, it makes you and everyone who calls in and the group, I've never been in any of the live chats because the timing doesn't work out, but, um, all of the support that I feel like I get from all of you guys, even though I haven't met any of you, um, it really helps me not feel so alone and feel like there are people out there who, who make me feel good, um, so anyway, I just I just wanted to share that. Um I was really hoping that the next meet of the month was going to be um at the at the outside bar at Trader Sam's because then I could actually go. But um I guess I'll catch the next one that's outside of a park. So well, I look forward to meeting you then. Good luck to everybody and thanks a lot. Bye. You got a friend.
0: As you exit, please stand on the dark area of the platform and watch your step. Thank you.